we're not streaming are we oh we're live <laughs> that's good excellent thanks for the thanks for the heads up <laughs> the live cue i guess you want to start bruno let's start all right <laughs> hello everyone this is bruno and hagen we're reporting live from our studios in saddle Lamar, and this is the ro stream because there's no building without us Teaming. There you go. It oh. took us just a couple of weeks to get it. Yeah. Well, last time you didn't give me, oh, whatever. We won't yeah, give you time. It. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a touchy subject between the two of us. I know. We're working on it. Over. Yeah. Uh, how are you, though? I'm well. Doing great. Um, yeah, really no complaints. This week has been pretty awesome. Um, last week was pretty great. Yeah, I'm just loving, loving life. What's been awesome about it? Apart from hanging out with your colleagues. I mean, it's the people, right? Uh, no, but really, yeah, I, yeah, it's been great being back in the office. Because, um, like, you know, last week we were we were traveling around and whatnot. Was oh, it last that's week? Right. No, it was two weeks ago. Oh God, time flies when you're having fun, right? <laughs> but it's nice. It's that nice. Yeah, being back in the office, just kind of digging into the data from uh from yeah, our how office. Now that you're all wrapped up, you know what's what's it like? You get do you any cool insights? Not yet, but we are working on it. So check this out. I'm checking it. Okay, this is the coolness we were talking about earlier. So. We are feeding the recordings that we get. So the one-on-one dialogues that James and I were having, really it's just James and the other person. I'm just kind of sitting there taking notes. Um, but we're feeding it into, I guess, an AI, for lack of a better word, and it splits Ooh. out the audio per speaker. So you have a James and you have, say, Callum, for instance, because that's the one I was listening to earlier. So it splits it out, uses just based on their audio, their, their sound of their voice, and then we feed it into... OpenAI's Whisper platform. So everyone knows about ChatGPT. OpenAI also has Whisper. And so for that, it, it transcribes everything. So it takes the audio and actually just puts it down into text. And so that way we're getting that text from the individual speakers. And then we can kind of do some neat little analysis. It's accurate whenever it translates. It's pretty cool, yeah. It's funny when, when someone mentioned... Someone mentioned, I think, a website, and then like it gave the URL for the website after it. It was kind of weird. Like oh, it no said, way. like see more at this, and no one said anything like that. So it's a little weird at times. Trying to help, trying yeah. to be smart. Yeah, I guess. And then sometimes it'll. There was one time where it just like kept going, and no one was talking. So I, it's a little buggy, but otherwise, like ninety-five percent of the time, it, it works. So it's it's pretty neat. Oh, that's. Exciting. Are you guys gonna publish all this funding somewhere, or mm -hmm. what's the plan? That is the plan is to, is to publish findings. Yes, um, not super concrete on what those findings what will kind of showcase but I, I guess more more or less like people want deep dives do they want quick implements what are kind of the resounding themes that we're getting from people in terms of like what things suck right um, and so that can kind of you know guide us onto what kind of things we focus on right if if it is deep dives we have a few ideas of where to take it if it is quick implements we we have plenty of ideas in the innovation station that we could tackle so it's very exciting. Yeah, I think looking so. forward to it. Yeah, I, I hope everyone is. You know, I mean, I know to you guys spend, inbox near you. Well, I know you guys spent some time on this. It's nice to this see. is our this is our OKR for this quarter. Yeah, oh, it's, it's really? all focused on what do people want from R and D. The two and a half of us. That's exciting. Yeah, looking forward to the findings. Yeah, and what about in your world? What's going on in VDC? VDC, a couple things. Oh. No, we always say we're busy. Uh, but actually, yesterday my colleague Cesar Gonzalez and I were invited to go present at the ACE program. Uh, what's what's that exactly? It's a little program where mentors from the industry come together mm -hmm. and then they have little, they work with high school students just to okay. kind of show them about the industry, teach them and give them a little tips. Mm -hmm. uh, I know always has usually a big presence. I know Lily Kelly, shout out, she's on the board. Whoa, really? Wow. She used to be a mentor. I know our fellow Cesar, he used to be one of those students. That's how he found our really? as well. That's crazy. And then can I and then can I shout out to Haley and Andrew Kilburn for, from the pre-con department because they're currently mentors as well. That's pretty cool. Wow. Uh, so it's pretty exciting. I know if anyone's interested out there, want to join in, I'm sure you can just shoot an email to Lily Kelly and she can probably get you get you get the information you need so you can be part of it. I know this might this year might already be a little late to join. But surely next year, it's a cool experience. You get to shape young people's minds. Dang, that's pretty neat. And the presentation went well. Did you inspire those chillins? Hopefully. Uh, yeah, we, we did like an over, overview of VDC as a department. And Cesar went to his logistics of visualization and how mm. those come about. Throw off all the sexy topics. Exactly. <laughs> get saucy out there. Uh, 
But then other than that, he was also nice. Him and I walked around to see what the students were working on. We actually, one of them asked if I had some Revit tips to give him. Oh, cool. Let's put in the spot. In high school, they're using Revit? Some of them are. Some of them using Blender like Cesar. One of them, really? I want to say it's better than Cesar, but he could, be, he could be his intern. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty cool because, yeah, it's a nice little project. So check it out if, if you're interested. And that's Ace, just like ACE. Like Ace, you're doing tennis when I play you. Nice. Ace is all day. Well, yes, you're much better than I am. So <laughs> I, if you're not, then that's a problem. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. Okay. I am people uh so that was pretty exciting and i know at our we also i don't know do you know what this week is uh no well yes but i'm gonna let you tell me what it is oh it's actually women's in construction week wow this week i know so if you follow any of our social media i'm sure you've been seeing some of the posts and kind of highlight moments for some of our wonderful women in RO and in the industry. Oh yeah, uh, the the RO TVs they kind of cycle. There's a, a cycle through all the all the ladies. Cycle. Right this uh, Instagram reel. This oh, really? specific post highlighting people. That's cool. Uh, so yeah, this a whole week. So keep out, keep your eye out for any social media insight. Yeah, definitely check. That and out. here's the here's the cherry of the cupcake. Uh, okay. It's also today. 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 Wednesday, March eighth. Eighth. Uh, it's. International Woman Day as well. Really? Today? Uh, today. I know. Great news. Uh, so again, it just seems to be a perfect day to always celebrate women today. So to all the women out in the industry, kudos to you. Yes. Thank you. You guys add something? I, I, it's actually my mom's birthday too. So it kind of worked out <laughs> nice, uh, I guess, for her. You just remember now? No, I, I, no, I, I did. I, well, my phone told me. So <laughs> nice. mom. Uh, so yeah, if you see any lady out there tomorrow or in the industry, give him a shout, give him a high five, one of these, pat on the back. I don't know what you hear. James, thumbs up. Just celebrate. Really get his thumbs up. Uh, but yeah, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Anything yeah. else you wanted to bring up? N- not from R&D, not from, from I don't know, VDC or anything of that nature. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you. No. Oh, okay. Well, enough of me. Uh, don't spoil the guest, James. Yeah, gosh, no one knew who it was. Now everyone knows. <laughs> uh, what thing? Oh, thing. I do have one update. Ooh. See, this is why we write notes. Yeah, um, go ahead. It, it's just a general announcement for those Austin folks. We have the uh, CLC Construction Leadership Council. The kickball event is at the end of the month, March 31st. That's a Friday. And let me check my notes here. It's from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Where at? Oh. I'm assuming Craig. Craig. K-R-I-E-G. By Riverside. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. It's right by the... Help me with the project. It's right over there. Roberto Haas is on it. Red Bluff. <laughs> Thank you, Cesar. <coughs> yeah, it's right over there. And to sign up, how can we sign up? Uh, there's a, Look for an email from James uh, and then just respond to that email and just say, hey, I want to join the kickball team. That's what I did at least. So, Perfect. Yeah. That's exciting. And then kind of one little reminder. I know we've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the RO recap, you should have received an email kind of highlighting some of the cool events happening at RO. Uh, and then if you didn't know, the recap goes beyond the email. So no, all the information in the email is not the full recap story. Really? You actually can go to SharePoint to read more about that. Okay. Recap. I did actually, I think I could click on that and I saw some more information. Yeah. yeah so if you want to read more about that recap issue of the month. I uh, just click on the SharePoint link. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, then that, I think we're ready. Are you ready? Uh, I am. Is Cesar's finger ready? I think so. All right. It's time for our hot questions. questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want me to read or you, uh, you can go ahead. Okay. Got a handful of good questions this week. Oh. <clears throat> we, were, we were down. I'm nervous. Now we're back up to a, a good little spot. Shook it, but the things didn't even move. So <laughs> It's all illusion. <clears throat> I don't want to do that one. Oh my goodness, that's not how it works. <laughs> uh, well, I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. So this is this is uh, from who? Uh, from Mike Katz at Mike Wazowski. Oh, Mike Wazowski. Maybe read that off. <laughs> I submitted a question a while back. Excuse me. I, I submitted an idea a while back. Where can I see if it's being worked on? Oh, I think this question is directly for you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't read these questions. Should have read the other one. Um. You can check out IRIS. So, what's IRIS? Where is IRIS? Well, IRIS stands for the Interactive Roadmap for the Innovation Station. Ooh. It's a mouthful, that hence IRIS. 
and it's actually so it's on the innovation station so if you go to the innovation station i don't remember the link innovate.ro i usually do r.show.com slash idea oh okay I just go to the company apps and look for it there. Actually, I have a bookmark, but whatever. Um, in there on the top right, there's a little, te- there's a little, it says Iris. It's in red, red lettering. You click on that. It takes you to like a little, it's a web app embedded in, uh, in the innovation station. And you can click there and there's a little button that says all scored ideas. You click that and you can type in the, either your name of the submitter. Um, so Mike, you can type your name or you can type in actually parts of the name of the idea and you can find it, click on it. Uh, and that'll show you at the top, there's a, a, a status actually associated with it, actually on the side there. I'll say if it's in hold, that means we're not currently working on it. If it's in discovery, that means that we're kind of looking for ideas and things like that um, and, and researching it. And then if it's implemented, well, it's been implemented. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the majority of it has been. It's either like in beta testing or, or something of that nature. So oh, exciting. Iris. And uh, you know, now you know where to go, Michael Katz. Michael Katz. Or Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski, yeah. Here's the next question. Oh, it's related to it. Uh, and this one is from Marco Diaz at Marco Polo. Polo. I saw my Diaz score at 52. <laughs> is there a way to appeal that score? Yes, it is very much directly related. It's almost like these have been curated. Um, it's on Iris again. So go to the Innovation Station, click the tab, Iris at the top. Mm-hmm. You can search for your idea the same way. Click All Scored Ideas, search for your idea, click on it. And then you'll actually see the score breakdown on the left-hand side. Um, we, what we use is we call the RICE method. <clears throat> so R stands for reach, how many people. I is the impact that it has on those people that it's affecting. C is the confidence, so how confident we are in our estimate of, right, of reach and impact. And then E is the, uh, the effort, so how many months it would take to implement that idea for one person. If someone wants to appeal this score that is given. Right. Then right underneath that, there's a little button that says appeal. It might say appeal score or appeal. It says the word appeal in it. Regardless. Did you create this dashboard? I did, but I did. <clears throat> I don't appeal score, so I don't remember exactly what I write. Wrote, wrote, what I wrote. But click that, and then it gives you a little web form, and then you can select which of those four metrics, R, R, I, C, or E. It can be all of them. It can be one of them that you want to challenge or appeal. And you can type a little note like, hey, I think it will reach more people, or hey, I think this impact would be higher than what you said, so on and so forth. And then they hit submit. And then that'll send an email to you, Bruno Cicchini, myself, Hagen Fritz, and James oh. Donald Holmes. Yeah. And then we will we'll get together and, and potentially get with you to kind of talk about um, why you think that score is incorrect or, or how we mis, mis uh, understood your idea. Yeah, misscored your idea. And shout out to Lacey Williamson and Andrew Gessler because they are the only two people that have appealed. Um, so, well, there you go. So if you've submitted an idea and you've seen the score and you're don't agree with the score, feel free to appeal it. Again, just go to the Innovation Station, the Iris tab, find your idea, and appeal it. Uh, but I think with that, I think we're, we can do one more. I think that's what we can do. do one more? Yeah, that's, that's oh. what that, that's what I think it means. Oh, two, three, four, five, all of them. Wow. <laughs> cool. Want me to read it? I'll read it. I can read. Uh, <laughs> if you had to choose someone to replace you in your job, that's not what it says. Who would it be? Oh, that's not what it should have said. Oh. Um, but okay, uh, let's see. From James. <laughs> <laughs> if you could hire someone to replace you. Um, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to phrase it differently. What do you think he meant? <laughs> if you could hire anyone, who would it be? Oh. Um, Let me do, talk to our writers. I know, yes. Gosh, our writers. But if I could hire... Well, I can't hire anyone. I don't have that power. But if I could have anyone in the R&D team... I was trying to think about that because I, I feel like I wouldn't want like a super great web developer because like, as everyone always says, right, it's about the people here at RO. And I feel like you're not trying to hire just the best of the best in terms of like on paper, right? You want that personality and, and that, that people person. So it'd be kind of difficult. Um, oh, I, th- I, 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 would, I want to try to think of also someone kind of famous, but I have to make a quick I, answer. So, so my old, my old graduate advisor, I think I would choose him, Zoltan Nagy. Uh, he has kind of like the, the honesty and like the critical, like critical honesty that, that James Donald Holmes has kind of a, a good manager. He's, he's not afraid to call bullshit on things something like that. Um, so uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, so I think he'd be a good addition. He knows his tech and he, he knows how to manage pretty well. And so I think he can fit in nicely. 
Perfect. And I think that's a perfect segue to introduce our guest today. Oh, our guest today. He's someone very special. Some companies have acrobats. Some people have uh, stunt doubles. This guy complements both of those positions. Wow. Okay. It's a big deal. I didn't know that about him. He's experienced. He's quick on his feet and he's not afraid to take his hands dirty. He's a real survival type of fella. Oh. And I actually had the honor of working with him through five years. I've seen, I've seen him grow into this new role that he's in right now. Uh, and it's always a pleasure working with him. It's really, it's an honor, really. Mm. Uh, and I know, you know, you might have pocket change to help you in a tough, in tough needs. Right, right. But this man, this man puts the, the ash in cash to get nice. the job done. Nice. So without further ado, Mr. Ash Killing. Yay, Ash. <clears throat> Bruno, I am yes, I so frustrated. Why are you frustrated? Because I don't know how to fill out these dang RFI. I don't even know what RFI stands for. And then I send it out and people have no idea what I'm talking about. I just, I wish there was a place that I could go where I could figure it all out. You want to learn about RFIs? Know how to submit them? Where to submit them? Yes. Can you, can you teach me? Well, actually, our OPEX department has this fancy little tool called Playbook 2.0. Playbook, Playbook 2.0? Playbook 2.0. Playbook 2.0. That's right. And okay. it's an actually a web-based interface where you can log in, look for, type out what you're looking for, let's say RFIs, and it will pull up a list of a lot of cards, quote-unquote, with a lot of information on the topic you're looking to learn about. Interesting. Is it, I have a lot of questions for a lot of different things. Is it just operations stuff, operations material? Is there more? That's the beauty of this playbook. It actually incorporates all the departments. All the departments. Where you can learn about marketing, BDC, even R&D. R&D is on there? about that? So you can always log in, look, go to the department you're looking to learn something about, and just ask away. That's it's incredible. that easy. Has this been around for a while? It was introduced recently. So, no. Catch it your breath. It's been a while. Uh, Feeling ready for the show here? Yeah. Every yeah. Our employee. Well, whirlwind of a awesome. day so far. Well, thanks so much. <laughs> it's, this is not stopping yet. Uh, got another 48 minutes to go. After that, hopefully it's an we easy drive back to San Antonio. We got it. So, Mr. Ash Gilliam, thank you for <laughs> making... Well, I guess you didn't really make the trip up here first, today, apparently. But you did find some time in your afternoon to hang out with us, though. Yeah, wouldn't miss it. We're, we're very excited to have you here. It is. It was funny, though. I was thinking about our... You try to rotate the guests around, right? Get some different people, different positions and all that. And we've basically had four superintendents in a row. Some of them have transitioned into new roles. Uh, you know, Mark Urabaz is out there as an MEP super. And then we had uh, Mr. Grammer up here, who's now in OPEX, but formerly superintendent. Last week, Mr. Wes Elliott, uh, senior superintendent down there in Houston. And now today we have yourself. So what... What was your prior role? How, where are you at now? How'd you get there? Oh, okay. Um, I kind of grown up with Rogers O'Brien. Started straight out of Texas Tech. Um, was an office engineer, which is now a project engineer. Um, in Dallas, I was in Dallas for five years. Um, a project engineer, then QM. Um, was an assistant superintendent on my first job here in Austin, or the Austin region, which was Forest Park in San Antonio. Um, was an uh, assistant superintendent there and then kind of graduated up to a superintendent, I guess. Um, uh, did a couple jobs as a superintendent and then kind of transitioned out of the, out of the ops role into a current role. That's a very brief synopsis of, of, <laughs> of it all, I think. The cliff notes. Yeah. Uh, looking, I mean, I've, I don't want to be too generous here, but I feel like a lot of those early years are kind of similar for a lot of people. You go out on a project, you learn how to write an RFI, you learn how to do a submittal, you learn how to write a contract, you learn how to get trades to show up and partake and be effective at their jobs and all that. Uh, but where you really broke from the norm was your move into director of quality, really just quality efforts in whole. What drew you into that? What, what Was there something in particular you saw in the field or was there – I'm – I think there's something we have genuinely not talked about, so I'm curious yeah, I was to hear. Say, that wasn't part of the the notes that you gave me, but uh, it's, it's a legit question. Um, Those are guidelines only. Okay. <laughs> so uh, my first job, I was in uh, Fort Worth on uh, West Seventh. It's uh, a three city block mixed use uh, development there, just uh, west of downtown Fort Worth, and uh, the job the 
block that I was on was the Northeast block, which had a, um, a seven-story office building, a uh, cast-in-place garage, and then a, a five-story uh, steel building. Well, the glazing contractor on the office building, um, I'm not going to say their name, but they were, they were fairly new to the, to the glass world. Um, and long story short, I spent probably six months towards the end of that job water testing glass because literally every elevation, every, uh, window pane in that, in that job leaked. And so, um, I I learned at a really early part of my career, how important quality was and making sure that, you know, things go in right the first time and, 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 and what the, the trickle down effect of not doing it right the first time. Um, I, I realized that pretty early on. So, you know, within the first couple of years. And so, um, that, that kind of led me to kind of my uh, passion for envelopes and then, you know, working with Paul Johnson on, on skin details and on, on the envelope side of things really kind of just transitioned kind of naturally to um, um, my current role outside of ops. The other thing, so that's professionally, uh, personally, um, I was a superintendent, like I said, uh, uh, working in San Antonio and I had have twins and so they were getting to where they were you know starting to play baseball and basketball and soccer and um i wanted um you know a little bit better balance in my in my um my personal life and so um you know having the opportunity to kind of step away from a superintendent that's on the job you know five six seven days a week uh 10 12 hours a day um you know that coupled with the quality piece and the envelope piece working with paul it just seemed like you know, the perfect fit for me. So that's very cool. I feel like you got uh, lucky to some degree in having a, a Paul Johnson here. I, yeah. I've been very, very fortunate uh, all throughout my career at RO. I mean, even how I found RO, it's, it's kind of a funny story. Let's hear it. Um, uh, I, I hesitate to give him credit, but I have to give him credit. Um, uh, Jonathan Grammer actually is how I got here. Um, so, like I said, I was at Tech. Uh, we were we were buddies at Tech, along with several others um, that that currently work here, and then some others that have moved on. But um, I have an agriculture background, and so when I went to Tech, I actually was in an architecture program. Quickly realized that that wasn't for me. Went to the construction program, but uh, all all throughout my my Tech career, I worked in the Animal Science Center because it's kind of my ag background from growing up, and so. When I finished school, I had zero construction experience, and so yeah, with the constru- yeah, I'm sorry, construction science degree, yeah, no construction experience, no, no field on site, uh, hands on experience. I had done, you know, I'd worked um, at the Animal Science Center on campus uh, all throughout my four years at Tech, and in you know, lesson learned. But um, <laughs> anyway, so I needed an internship to graduate. I was done with my classes, but I needed an internship to graduate, and. Um, so I found a, a contractor in Santa Fe, New Mexico, building wastewater treatment plants. Uh, but we were in Espanola, New Mexico, which if you know about that, you probably, don't ha- you know, hopefully haven't spent much time there because it's, it's a pretty rough place um, and, and kind of hating life. I was living in Santa Fe, you know, I was 21, 22 years old and, and Santa Fe is kind of more of a retirement type atmosphere. And, and uh, Jonathan Grammer and Trevor... Reedy, uh, Trevor doesn't uh, work here anymore, but um, those two were actually coming back from RO from an internship, going back to school. And so I was talking to them and saying, hey, I got to get out of New Mexico. You know, what do you, you know, how was y'all summer at RO, you know? And Grammar said, interesting enough, I, you know, I think they're hiring. And, you know, this is 07, 08, where the economy is kind of already starting to, to go down and, and people are starting to kind of tighten up. And, and so uh, grammar put me in contact with Carrie Hughes and, and, uh, I flew out to Dallas and met with Carrie and a host of others. And, uh, the rest is history. I, uh, moved to, moved to Dallas and, uh, was there for five years. And so, and I guess in some ways I kind of owe it to grammar, even though it's hard to say that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, it's been, it's been good. So, uh, it's funny. That is, it's strange how those things work out. Just those little details here and there. Like, uh, yes, I'm just imagining if you had gone off and had uh, done some internship with uh, another great company that wasn't RO, you might be like, "Oh, this is pretty cool." 
think I'll keep doing this. Like I'm in Miami for the summer. Like this is great. <laughs> I'm gonna stay here. I'm gonna keep working with whomever, building stuff. But yeah. as it turns out, uh, being in New Mexico as a 27 year old college student isn't. Yeah, um, not a highlight. <laughs> yeah, uh, Santa Fe. I mean, I always tell people you can see all the cool things about Santa Fe in about two weeks, and then you're just in Santa Fe the rest of the time. So. Unless you're into crystals and vortexes yeah. and things of that nature, yeah. you're, you're pretty limited on yeah, entertainment. Exactly. Uh, so I'm I'm curious. I know you said you have a bit of an ag background. And I, your family's from San Antonio area. I'm assuming that's where that comes from. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Or is that's that is correct? So, growing up, my family owned a livestock auction that I worked at throughout grade school. Um, then we also had a family ranch where um, we raised cattle and, and crops. So what? You had that background. You obviously have family ties to to the ag industry. What made you go into construction instead of pursuing that as a, a career? Uh, great question. Um, I always knew that I had that kind of to fall back on, like if, you know, whatever I did didn't work out. And so, um, you know, a lot of people with that background kind of stay in that lane, you know, and they'll go animal science or ag or anything like that. But um you know, I, I like to, growing up, I always had Legos and constructor sets and like, I liked building things. And so I think it was my mom actually, um, that was like, you know, tech's got a great architecture program. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know what, you know, don't know what else I'm going to do. So I might as well just do that. And I think it took about all of a, you know, maybe two days <laughs> to realize that <laughs> it, it wasn't for me, but I was kind of stuck in it for the rest of the semester. You know, um, there's a, there's kind of a, a common joke around the campus at Tech, or there was back when I was there. Is, you know, everybody would always ask, you know, what, where's the architecture building? It's always the one with the light on at night because there's <laughs> people there nonstop working nonstop. And so, um, you know, and I think that kind of plays out in our industry, right? You know, architects, you know, you, you hear about the demanding schedules and the, and the, and the crazy hours they work. But um, so, yeah, I was, I was in architecture. I was hating, hating it. Um, uh, tech's architecture program is a little bit different where you don't have to take basics. And so um, I was having to stay through the entire semester because I was already in it, um, knowing that I wasn't going to get to transfer a lot of the credits. But oh, wow. um, so anyways, uh, Tech was playing uh, Ole Miss um, in football. And my mom's college roommate lives in Jackson, Mississippi, big Ole Miss fans. And so I actually flew to Jackson to go to the game, go to the Tech Ole Miss game. And um my mom's college roommate's husband owns a large construction company in, in Mississippi. And so we were talking about how much I hated architecture. And he said, well, hey, you know, Tech's got a really good construction program. And, you know, kind of similar to how I got into architecture, I was like, well, I don't have anything else to lose. Don't know what else I'm going to do. So I got into it and I loved it. Um, Tech's, Tech's program is is um, a little bit different than like an A&M. It's more of like a field oriented. So you're taking surveying and, and, you know, those type of classes versus, you know, the financial side of it. Um, and so it really, it, it, it kind of connected with me. The field side of it is, is really what I connected with. So, uh, yeah, I, again, like, like I said, I've, I've been very fortunate and lucky at all throughout my career, you know, how I got to RO, how I got into construction, um, even, even to the role, like I was mentioning before, the role I'm in today is, you know, I kind of fell into it from, you know, previous experiences, you know, and kind of developing an early passion for, for quality and then um, being kind of right place, right time, looking for a change, you know, because of my personal life. So I've been very fortunate throughout. So can't complain. Seems like a recurring trend that with uh, people that show up on here, just right place, right time, you know, whether they're moving here from out of state, changing positions, changing career fields, whatever the case is. If, if you're a, a, a chef that's getting into construction or someone doing a digital marketing out in Atlanta and you decide to, to drift onto this side of things, it seems like there's some, some common threads of uh, opportunity, I suppose. They really, I mean, and, and <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of it, I, I owe a lot of it probably to RO more than anything. Um, you know, uh, I was, like I said, I was five years into my career in Dallas. We were fixing to start Moody Coliseum. Um, I had twins that were six months old. My wife and I are both from San Antonio area. And so, <laughs> you know, we were not sleeping whatsoever because, you know, the twins and no family. And um, my wife was kind of prodding me and, and um, you know, hey, we need to move back, you know, get closer to family and friends. But 
I really didn't want to leave RO. And, um, you know, it got to the point where my wife was pretty much, you know, splitting half time at home with her parents. She would, she would leave, you know, midweek, take the, take the babies. And then I would fly down that Friday, Saturday when I could drive back with them. And, and so it got to where, you know, it, we just needed to move. And, um, I remember thinking like, how am I going to even ask if I can, you know, relocate, you know, I'm, I'm five years into my career and, you know, we're fixing to start this big job and, you know, I was, I was supposed to be a part of it and, you know, how will all that work? And <laughs> I remember distinctly one night, my wife said, you can stay, but I'm going, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to stay, you can stay, but me and the kids are going. And so I was like, all right, it's time. And, um, kind of circling, circling back to where I'm, where I'm going with this, um, walking into Carrie Hughes's office that day, it really, um, you know, telling him, Hey, I, you know, I really want to stay with RO. I love RO. Um, but I, I have to go. I, I, I just have to go. And, you know, there was no feeling of, you know, this is, you know, you're making us jump through hoops or we're going to have to do this or that. It was completely understand. We, we want to keep you, whatever we can do to keep you, um, we'll do. And, you know, facilitated me getting down to the Austin office and, and, you know, facilitating that whole process. I, I think that's really where I knew I was kind of an RO lifer, um, was, you know, w we always say that we're family oriented and our culture and, you know, that really cemented it for me. Like they didn't owe me anything. You know, it wasn't like I was a long tenured employee at that point. Um, and that's really stuck with me, it, you know, that, that, you know, they made me feel like it was not a big deal. We want the best for you. Um, we want the best for your family and, and we'll work around it. And so, um, that was really cool. Um, so I owe, I owe a lot to RO as well, as far as being lucky and getting to where I'm at hundred percent. I know these three now, I think anyone who watches or listens to this frequently knows that I always have to ask, what do you love about RO? And you kind of already answered it. Like you even yeah. worked in the, I love RO because I, you know, it's going to sound cheesy because a lot of people always say this, but it's the people like, I still have friends that every time I'm in Dallas, uh, Marcus McShan, Jonathan Grammer, um, you know, everywhere I go, it's not just coworkers or colleagues, right? It's, 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 they're friends. And, and I, I just, I, I don't know that I, well, I don't have the experience because I haven't been anywhere else <laughs> outside of a wastewater treatment contractor, New Mexico, but I just don't know that you're going to get that anywhere else. And so, that coupled with, you know, you get that family, that culture, that, that tight knit, um, atmosphere, and you also get to, to work and build on, on really cool projects. Um, you know, there's, there's bigger companies that, and then RO that build big stuff and, and exciting, cool projects, but I don't know that you have the, those two together. Right. Um, I think, I think we've, we're in a sweet spot where you kind of get the best of both worlds. Yeah, you get to a certain size where some of those bigger, I'll pick on uh, Hansel Phelps because I, I don't think we have anything to worry about there. Uh, but the, you're, they, they do awesome stuff, right? They build incredible projects. But there's so many people are done, right? Where you're just like, hey, you're in Kansas City tomorrow, today, you're, you know, you're in Kansas City today, tomorrow, you're in, you're in Austin or Dallas or Milwaukee or whatever. Like, you're not going to have to worry about that here. And to your point, I think you get a lot more say than you do in a lot of those bigger places. You, and that comes down to to that feeling of of being family and friends and all that. I would say it's relatively easy for someone to tell an employee go there. Yeah. It's a lot more difficult to tell a friend, "Hey, take your family, go there." Absolutely. You're 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 going to treat your people better whenever you have that environment of 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 friendship and family and genuine care that you care that you have for one another. You, you know the other thing. You're absolutely right. And and it's it's kind of amazing to me when I started in 07, I don't know what we were doing a year, but it was a fraction of what we're doing now. And so it's really easy to say, you know, back in 07 at the size of the company, you know, 150, 200 million, I don't know what we were doing, uh, somewhere in there. Um, it's easy to have that kind of culture when you're that size of a company. And then to be where we're at today and still have that and, and, do the, the size of projects and the scale of projects and be spread out over five offices, you know, and, and to maintain that is truly amazing. Definitely. That's a 
hope we can keep it going. Absolutely. We're doing well so far. We just uh, need to make sure that emphasis is, is, is always put foremost, right? Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know. That's my take on things. So I'm, I'm, I want to, I'm, I want to hear more about the quality stuff. Uh, do you consider quality more of a, a process or an action? Like, is it something that is uh, c- continuous, or is it more something you you do and check off? I, I think it's a it's a process that you know. So a lot of people will look at it as you know when when I say. You know, I mean, quality, it's okay, well, I'm going to go out and I'm going to make sure this is installed correctly. I think there's a lot of different aspects of quality. I mean, it starts in pre-con, right? I mean, making sure that we have a, a whole number, making sure that the job's planned out, you know, and part of our CPP, um, I'm not trying to plug that, I promise, but... Um, <laughs> it's okay if you do. I'm not going to stop you. But, uh, you know, that's that's part of that's part of my role, right, is in there's there's quality aspects and everybody's role here at RO and it's not just QCing work in the field it all kind of goes you know in funnels to one point to make sure it's installed right but there, there's a there's a long process before you get to that point um, so I, w- I would say probably a process more so than a task yeah that's a, I think is well justified in your response there and if we back out a bit your role is director of quality what does that what, what, what does that mean? What, that's, what, that's a great question. What do you do day in day out? I, I, don't, I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> you know, I I struggle with that title because uh, it I feel like it's not uh, it's it, it it doesn't feel like that's what I do. Um, uh, so there's there's a lot of aspects of what I do. So um, you know, working with um, pre-construction um, with the estimators in in our CPP process is is probably half of of the time I spend. Um, you know, drawing reviews and and um, coordination with with um, design teams. There's a there's a large pursuit aspect to what I do. Obviously, I just came from a two and a half hour interview on a project that we're trying to get. So um, th- that's a that's a big component of it. But it, it all kind of feeds into right trying to set up the job. Um, uh, the right way, and then the the second, the most probably most important um, aspect I would say is is the project support, uh, making sure our project teams have what they need um, to to the tools and in, in the processes to to be the most effective they can be, and and to make sure that you know we can get it right the first time. Um, and so, it's not as hands on as I would like it to be. Um, you know, it's it's a little bit more. From a distance now, um, in, in my current role, but um, you know, I I, <laughs> I had this conversation the other day with with somebody, you know, about being on a project. There's not one time where I step foot on a project and be like, man, I miss this, I miss it, because um, I do. Um, and and I every time I do it, I was like, I, I've got to get more engaged. I've got to get more down into the into the weeds, you know, with, with people. And it's it's tough, you know, um, being pulled a bunch of different directions. Um, with, with what's going on, you know. There's no way we're going to wrap all this up in the next 20 minutes. So, f- f- first, uh, Emma's giving you a shout-out as the king of pursuits. So I don't know what you're doing in those rooms for two hours, but you're, 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 you're making waves. You're, p- people know about you. That's, uh, yeah, Emma Parker, their director of marketing. Oh, thanks, Emma. Um, so you mentioned the CPP process a couple of times, which I do believe is trademark. So anyone out there that's trying to jump on board. Can't do it. Can't. Uh, would you mind elaborating for those that aren't familiar with the CPP process, just kind of a summary of what it is, what its objectives are, and what some of the kind of uh, uh, tangible outcomes are? <coughs> All good. Need to get you um, a cough button. That's, yeah. that's that's on our to-do list. Yeah, there you go. Um, so high level, uh, this was a kind of a Paul Johnson um, uh, initiative, I guess, and you know, we realized a um, long time ago that, you know, the, the, the time frame that design teams have are being, you know, just like us with our with our schedules, right? You know, time is money and, and you know, uh, speed to market um, is paramount. And so the design teams that that are producing drawings and, you know, a design that we're going to go build, their, their window to do that is just, it continuously is getting narrower and narrower and narrower and, and, and shorter and shorter and shorter. And so 
what that what that equates to is you know the drawings we get are you know I, I'm not going to say they're all bad, but they're not fully coordinated or and it, it's not a knock on design teams. It's it's really it's it's they have a certain amount of time that they have to you know to do a design, and so there there may be design intent you know um, on the on the drawings versus actually fully vetting details or systems, and so um, you know what that does is it if we start a project where you know a, a set of drawings is not fully baked or you know it's not fully coordinated it really it, it really makes our our project team um that's building the job it, it kind of sets them up to fail a little bit sets them up for a rough ride and so um you know at, at the outset of this we we said if we can eliminate as many issues that would be potential rfis you know prior to starting construction it'd be a win right and then it's kind of grown from that. That was seven, eight years ago. And, um, you know, now we're, we're, you know, working with VDC and models and, you know, doing, you know, validation and, and we have studio sessions that we interact with design teams and, you know, the, the VDC specialists are involved in, in, you know, things that when they're validating the models, they're uh, inputting, you know, Hey, you know, this discrepancy is, is, you know, we're, we're seeing from structural architectural and those type of things. And so, it's really involved into more of a collaborative, um, you know, which is funny because it's collaborative project planning, but there, there's a lot more players involved now, it feels like, than, than you know, just simply trying to uh, eliminate RFIs. And so, um, but that's really high level what we're trying to do is, is trying to flush out as many um, inconsistencies or, or constructability items or, or um, coordination issues before we start the project, just high level. It's a beautiful thing in yeah. in theory, and I think that you and your team, yourself, Miranda, Natalie, Scott, mm -hmm. have done a an absolutely admirable job of taking your vision, Paul's vision, Paul's vision, and and turning that into reality. Is that size? Yeah, and and you know the the not to keep plugging CPP, but um, all all of us, and you know everybody that you just mentioned that that works within this initiative as field experience. And so, you know, that to me is, is really the differentiator, you know, in the pursuits that I, I, I'm a part of a lot, we run up a lot of our competition, you know, says they'll do constructability and, you know, that sort of stuff. But we have a dedicated team that's got field experience that has relationships with, you know, our superintendents and our PMs, uh, folks that have been PMs that, you know, have been superintendents before. Um, that are involved in this process and so um it, it it really it really sets us apart in in what we're trying to do versus our competition so that's it was pulled up when we we're sharing with everyone that cpp chart oh yeah and i just think that's a great image without getting into too many details of of really what this does for for a project team it, it front loads all those issues and now not only are you front loading those issues uh that's freeing them up down the road, right? So it's kind of a, a two for one. They're they're getting caught and resolved sooner, but that also means you have more bandwidth for whatever fire comes up, you know, midway through construction during submittals or with Absolutely. trade partners or what have you. We only have sixteen minutes left. This is absurd. <laughs> sixteen minutes. We're both trying to control our coughs here. Uh, Ash, I do have. Uh, I have a photo here that I'd, I'd like to pull up with everybody. And uh, see, I didn't have it. Sorry, Cesar. There we go. We've got it up on the screen for those guys. And I think, do we have it up over here as well? <laughs> just looking. Do we, do we have this up on the screen? Yeah, okay. So I, if we could just get a, a, a quick synopsis on what was going on here. Who, who, who is this this young lad that you're with and what are you doing out here? Yeah, so I think I'm not sure if that was the Jonathan Grammer picture. I think it was probably or Trey Stewart, maybe. But um, that's on my family's uh, ranch um, down in Hondo, just north of Hondo. Um, that's my son. He's one of the twins. He's the younger, two minutes younger than his his sister. Um, they'll be they'll be 11 in April, April 4th. They'll be 11. Um, you know, when when that picture was taken, we've kind of there's a couple. Uh, traditions, I guess, if you if you'll call it that, where 
we've started with, and it goes back to kind of the coworkers being friends and what's unique about RO. So um, Scott Thompson and Trey Stewart and Jonathan Grammer, um, we have multiple hunting trips that we'll go on, um, kind of standing trips, um, whether it's dove hunting or going out to our ranch and, you know, deer hunting. And I think that's probably from one of them. Um, it's funny, this year um, I was tied up for something. I can't remember what it was, but, um, you know, we were coming for our annual deer hunt to to the ranch, and, and Trey and Grammer, and um, I can't remember if Denny was there, but uh, Scott was there. Um, you know, my son being 10 years old, almost 11, I was tied up. I think I had a meeting or something, and I was like, all right, you're going to have to be the guide. You're going to have to set them out and, you know, tell them, you know, you know lay the land and everything. And so it, it's really cool to um, to be able to, you know, bring that kind of work uh, you know, it's not really work, but it's, you know, friends from work and, um, bring that into my personal life. And so, you know, my boy, Luke, he, he knows Scott and grammar and, and Trey and Denny and, you know, it's, it's, it's really cool. I mean, and, and so, I'm worried um, about the language he's using at school. If he's hanging around Trey and Denny, he, he's pretty <laughs> mature. And so he understands bad words and, and good words or what's, you know, he's uh he's pretty good uh at least around me he's pretty good um but uh but no no he's a good kid both of them are really good kids um so i i, I again I, I keep going back to being lucky but I, I really lucked out you know i always i always tell people i married up you know with my wife and got really lucky with her and got really lucky with my kids i've got good kids and so can't complain personally or professionally so you have to hand some notes off to cesar and bruno on how to pull that one off uh, it was luck I don't, I don't know i mean there's no skill involved i mean <laughs> you're all the dice so uh, you've mentioned texas tech and texas tech football and all that uh i'm gonna throw this one at you because you, you had a chance to look at this what do you think we could all learn from mike leach oh man i love leach i was i was i was really sad when he left um sorry oh, you better um perfect um you know he he shows every or he showed everybody that you didn't have to have all the answers. You didn't have to have you know a, you know a high level um, of football experience and and coaching. I mean, he was a lawyer. I mean, you know, he he really broke the mold of of you can do what you want to do, right? You you don't have to just because you fit into this box you know, being a lawyer, that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, if your dream of being a college football coach or, you know, whatever, um, you, you don't have to stick with that. You, you can, you can really do whatever you want to do if you put your mind to it. Um, he was, he's, uh, you know, there's so many different memes and, and YouTube clips of him. The, the best one, uh, when I was there was, uh, he was on a local weather station doing the weather. And, you know, he's in front of the green screen, which, you know, doing the the um, the uh, live lunch and learns that we did during COVID, I, I really gained an appreciation for this because <laughs> that's what we did. But uh, he was actually in front of a, a green screen doing the weather. And so he's trying to point out, you know, different things. And he's not, she's kind of blocking most of the screen. And, it's like a bad salsa dance out there. Yeah. And, and I don't know what, can I, what I can say on, on this, but he basically said, I'll screw it. I don't, I don't think that's the word he said, but he said, you know, you don't need any of this. I'll, you do what I do. You walk out your front door, and he does this number. Yep, it's going to rain today. Take an umbrella. <laughs> bring, a, bring a jacket. That's all you need to know about the weather. And literally walks off the set. <laughs> it's probably one of the my favorite Mike Leach uh, clips out there. But uh, uh, I, I, the other thing I'd say about Mike Leach, um, if you haven't read his book, Swing Your Sword, you know, he had a fascination with pirates. Um it's a, it's an incredible book and it, it talks about, you know, pushing boundaries and just because, you know, you're, you know, a lawyer doesn't mean you can't be a football coach. And, you know, just because you don't fit into this box doesn't mean you can be, you, you, you can't be successful at something else. And so it's, it's a great book. Um, he wrote it. Uh, I can't remember. I think he wrote it while he was at tech. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he did. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd highly recommend that. That was swing your sword. Swing Your Sword by Mike Leach. I don't yep. know if that's in the... Uh, I think it is, show. actually. Is it? Yeah, I, I told Todd um, when they first started the, the Libra thing that we needed to add that. So Gotcha. Uh, 
I got a hard copy if anybody wants to read it. It's it's pretty good. Signed? No, no, I wish. I wish. All right, so we'll we'll see if our uh our our our, our wonder staff over there can pull up Libro and post up a link to that in the chat uh in the next ten minutes. If not, we'll we'll throw it in the what do they call it? The show notes on podcast? I don't know. Still hesitate to pause a, a podcast. Just doesn't seem like uh I, I f- for anyone who doesn't know yourself included, I hate seeing myself on camera or hearing my own voice. I'm glad there's no screens right here. Yeah, would I wouldn't be, be able to do it. Believe me. Worse, I'm, yeah. I'm seeing a thumbnail myself throughout this whole thing, and it's terrifying me. <laughs> I just try not to look at it, but I try to keep up with the comments and all that. Um, I forgot where I was going with that in the hole, but yeah, that's what oh, he's, he's on it. Thank you. Um, gosh, I can't believe we're just flying through this so quick. What do you like to do for fun, Ash? Uh, you like hunting and by the way sorry before we go any further uh jimmy shorts i know you had a question on cpp i don't know that we're gonna be able to squeeze that in uh but we'll try to get ash to answer that after the fact here and maybe we'll hold on to that for a uh secret show if you will uh but mr scott thompson says he's the most polite kid i've ever met in my entire life and i'm, I'm assuming he's referring to I luke think he's talking about you. luke yeah yeah, yeah. sometimes so sometimes too nice yeah. <laughs> it's his, a little his, suspect his sister takes advantage of that <laughs> oh yeah cool. but, uh, yeah he's he's a good kid Again, I got really lucky. So, so beyond uh, hunting and going out, spending time with the family, what, what what do you like to do, or or is that what you like to do? Is that occupy? Most yeah, of I mean, uh, you know, I love hunting. Um, I've been fortunate to um, be on a lot of go on a lot of really cool hunting trips. Uh, I also love being on the water. Um, so where I grew up, um, my family has a, a little cabin on on uh, Medina Lake, which for those that don't know, it's best way to describe it is kind of between Kerrville, San Antonio, and uh, Ondo, I guess, kind of base of the hill country, start of the hill country. Um, and it's it's a beautiful lake when it's full. It's an, it's an irrigation lake, but so it's, it's constantly being drained. But um, growing up there just developed a passion for uh, being on the water, water sports. And so that's kind of transitioned to my kids now. Um, they love to ski and wakeboard and surf and tube and, you know, just you know, hanging out on the water. And so it, it's, it's, uh, when, when the lake cooperates, we are, we're, that's where we're at on the weekends during the summer. So. Um. Gotcha. You mentioned hunting. Uh, I'll ask you this for, uh, I have a feeling that there's a lot of folks out there that are probably into hunting. Do you have a favorite round? And if so, why? Ooh. I, so I'm not, uh, I've got a lot of buddies that, you know, nerd out into different rounds and, and things like that. Um, I have a, a 6.5 PRC that's, that's suppressed that I use uh, for most of my deer hunting, mo- most of the things um, um, that I hunt. Um, I, I like it. It's, it's, you know, a 270-ish, you know, for the old school kind of. It's it's a newer round, but um, you know it, it kind of became kind of a fad. You know the the PRC and the the Creedmoors, but um, it's it's a uh, it's a pretty heavy gun. So my my son Luke can can shoot it, and you know he's he's kind of developed into a pretty good hunter himself too. Um, and so that's kind of my go to. I I just bought a um, a Christensen three hundred rum, which is a three hundred uh, Remington Ultra Mag for kind of larger game. So. Um, a uh, group of buddies and I are going on a uh, an all dad hunt in West Texas this summer, so um, I'll probably take that one. So those those are kind of my two go tos, and then um, you know I've got a bunch of you know ARs and different things that I've kind of collected over the years. But yeah, who hasn't in Texas? Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Now your uh, your lovely wife has some 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 gift giving information. She, she can go out there and source out some some more uh six five ammo for you yeah yeah it's hard to find <laughs> it's, i feel like it's all hard to find nowadays isn't yeah, it it is it is <clears throat> you can find it you better buy it um I, th- I think we've got time for a couple more questions here we only have five minutes left. it's absolutely flying by um uh, i want to ask this question i thought this was a good one to ask if if there was a biographic film about ash gilliam the the, the story of ash i don't know what we're going to call this yet but, you know, you've got young Ash out there milking a cow, and then you've got college Ash drinking a, 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 a bush at a bar outside of Santa Fe, and then you've got, you know, grown man Ash out there toting his 
six five and his mule with his kids. Who's playing that role? Oh man, uh, I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. Um, I, I guess you know, like growing up, you know, from a background. I mean, one of my favorite. Um, uh, I, I, w- I don't know. I, I don't know how to answer that. Um, I don't know if I would go like who I always get compared to or who is that out of curiosity. Now you've, you've piqued my curiosity. Um, so my friends always joke, uh, uh, Bradley Cooper, I guess, cause of the beard, like in, um, what's the, uh, stars born where he's kind of like the, the singer or whatever. I, I don't see it. Um, who's Bradley Cooper. Yeah. He's in the hangover. He's, you know, he's oh, much better, tall, taller fellow, much hangover? better looking okay. than me. So I, I, I don't get it, but, um, but like I, I mean, like Harrison Ford. I, I love all of Harrison Ford's movies. Um, okay. I, I don't know. Um, he seems kind of country. Um, I don't. I don't know. I, that's that's a tough one. I could see it. I'll I'll reach out to Harrison Ford and Brad Cooper go. and see if they're available for casting in that. Yeah, there you go. R and D project we have going on. <laughs> we should make the story of Ash. Oh, uh, that'd be fun. That'd be a good retirement gift. Yeah. Here's a movie that we made about you. Yeah. Yeah, we went and spent an Aro's entire profit for several years getting this this actor to come represent you. Enjoy it. Yeah, I'd probably be dead by then. <laughs> I got a long way to go still. I retire. I think so. I think so. Uh, we've we've got a, a couple minutes left here. Uh, if you could give young Ash Gilliam some advice to ten year old Ash, you know, perhaps Luke in that case, what would you tell him? I, I do I do have an answer for this one. Um, I would say live in the moment. Um, and I'm guilty of this still to this day. Um, you know, in, in the world we live in today, there's, there's so many, it, it's so driven by, you gotta, you know, when I get to 25, I want to be at X point in my career and I want to be able to do this. And then I, and then once I get there, I want to be able to do this. And then I want to, you know, you know, have a family by, you know, this point in my life, or I want to, you know, own my own house, or, uh, I think that, especially for me, I, I never really stopped in like, you know, we're sitting here talking about how lucky I am, uh, you know, personally and professionally uh, in my life, and it, I really haven't stopped to kind of enjoy it, and so I, I would say, you know, and enjoy the moment, live in the moment, um, because, you know, it, it goes by quick. I mean, I, I can vividly remember my twins being born, and it seems like yesterday. And like I said, in three weeks, they're going to be 11. And so it, it, it goes by a lot quicker, you know, than you, than you, than you think. And, you know, the, those early days of, of my kids and, you know, how stressful that was, you know, not just trying to remember the stress, but live in that moment and, and, enjoy it because it, it, it doesn't last long and it goes by quickly. So uh, that's what I would say. Live in the moment. Embrace Live it. Live in the all. moment. Yeah, embrace it. That's that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, because I, I think too, far too many people do get caught up in the here and now. And I, I, I in the, I say in here, in the grind, if you will. Yep. Um, it's easy. You know, I woke up like three o'clock this morning thinking about a, a couple of things work related and I, I just couldn't get it out of my mind and at some point in time I was laying there in bed and just thinking about how how lovely life is and um I stress over these some of these little things so much that don't matter up, they, they don't matter they really doesn't right you know I mean it, it, it stressing over the little things is is something that's taken me a long long time to like be able to say hey you know this is dumb that I'm stressing out or keeping me up at night like you're saying uh, it's taken me, you know, I'm I'm 38 now, so it's taken me a, a good portion of my life to learn that. But I feel like I'm, you know, <laughs> identifying it and knowing it is kind of the first step to, you know, changing it or, or trying to change it. So something we can definitely all all learn from and all improve on. Absolutely. Ash, we're at two o'clock. I know people, you know, like I said, they've they've got their one hour drive. We don't want to drag this out too long, but I, this was a ton of fun. Yeah, it was. I, I apologize for being late. Oh, all good. Not your fault at all. You're out there trying to trying to make sure that R and D can continue to exist and leech off of uh, 
yeah all, all the great work that everyone else does so that we can find ways to make it a wee bit better uh thank you to everyone that jumped on board um i think we played opsex commercial if i'm not mistaken yeah so get out there playbook check out the playbook playbook's a good place to write things down find what you need get out there use it it's a great tool and uh, next week, it's uh, spring breaks going on. The Austin office is being remodeled, so we don't have a place to stream from. So there will not be a live stream next week. Uh, but the following week, we come back, and we have Ms. Jennifer Gonzalez, the uh, director of the Houston office. That'll be a good one. Uh, yeah, so it'll be a, a lot Thank of fun Jennifer. to have her here. She'll be talking to us about uh, what it's like to be, be a leader. And it's Women in Construction Month, so it'll be a lot of fun to to have some representation in that field. It's almost like you timed that. Uh, almost. Not how it worked <laughs> out at all, but not going to fight it. Uh, so thank you all. This will be up on Spotify and Apple, uh, hopefully within a day or two. And Wes, I apologize to you for it taking so long to get yours out there. Had some technical difficulties, but we've, we've got them resolved now. So, Ash, thank you again very much. We'll, uh, we'll see you all later. Thank you.